Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode, what, 298. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. Yeah, complete with ukulele tonight. Yes, I am. This is what lack of sleep and time travel will do for you. Jesus, I can't I can't even describe to you what state <laughs> my brain is in right now. Yeah, we will so get I'm, to... I'm helping you along with a glass of wine. Yeah, hey, woohoo! And uh, what is it, guacamole? Nothing And better. guacamole, yes. That's right, guacamole, folks. <laughs> M makes I wasn't going to talk gua- about that part, but since you're talking about it, I'm going to start crunching now. Yeah, go ahead, crunching. She is, if you hear chips in the background... It is not the new movie that's coming out that I'm kind of appalled at, by the way. Um, but it is. Oh, M- right. They're remaking that, aren't they? They are remaking it, and, and you know what? So it's a it's it's Dax from Punked or whatever. Um, he's one of the guys, but you know, no Eric Estrada. You know, do you remember Chips from what? the '70s? Uh, uh, yes. So it was like it was kind of it wasn't bad. It was like family friendly. I remember watching it. This is like R rated baby. This is, they've they've upped the game. So, no, whatever. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what I probably won't go see it, but I've been seeing previews for it, so I don't know. Why are we talking about chips? Oh, it's your fault, man. Nice. Well, no, it's <laughs> funny because like uh, there's this resurgence of let's bring back nostalgia, but in a dark and interesting way or a very campy way, like right. the new um, Baywatch movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm totally gonna see the crap out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally gonna see the crap out of that because I mean it's The Rock who is genuinely like transcendent across genres (laughs) i know and medium so why wouldn't i and then i just before i left for the joko cruise um joko cruise 18 now booking uh, uh 2018 now available there's rooms and stuff by the way anyway i went to see king kong with a free ticket and i paid too much (laughs) <laughs> We're going to talk about that here in a second, but before we get too far into our show, this is episode 298, and the only reason I mentioned it at the top of the show, because I never do that, is because we're slowly encroaching on episode 300, and so in about a month, we are going to record that show, and when we do, we will be reviewing the 300. And we're very clever. Yeah, we are clever. M, you're the clever one. I'm the one who came up with it. Are you know, getting your you're the clever I'm one. The cleverest one of them all. It's true. That's why we have you in the show because Miles and I, well, without you, M, we're just Poor Miles guys. and Scott. There's like three extra listeners now. Because... <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. And we're grateful for them. Yes, we are. We Yay! Are. But, but, Anyhow. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the 300. So if you want to share us. Share your thoughts about that movie. Go back and rewatch it with us. Indeed. Um, uh, email us, sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. Message us on Twitter or on Facebook, and we will include your thoughts on the show, and we would love to have uh, many people chiming in to what they think of the 300. And uh, if, you, if you do have any favorite moments of the diner over the past 300 uh, years, it feels like, no, 300 years, uh, 300 episodes, let us know. And we will be happy to share them as well. So, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in our lives. It's been over a month since we released a show. Not quite that, I but know. since we since we recorded a show at least. Uh, Farpoints mm-hmm. happened. Joko's happened. Tons of crap have, has happened. Uh, and why don't you why don't you start out, Em? Me? Yes. Okay. You. Well. So I was at Farpoint with these two Jamokes, which was super fun. It was. I don't. 
I don't know if people know this, but we don't live near each other. We don't. Like you and Miles have supper every other night, every other week. Yeah, but yeah. I, we live a good like three and a half, four hours apart. We do. So the only times we get to hang out is when we do a convention together, like Farpoint or Shore Leave. Yeah. So last year I kept getting sick. You did. And then you kept getting sick. So I feel like this past Farpoint was the first time we could all hang out in like maybe two years. Yeah. So was, that was that was, would honestly that's the best part of Farpoint for me uh, is is getting to hang out and goof off with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would I would have totally agree with that, and I don't think I made it to Shore Leave last year for some reason. Uh, I would I was at Shore Leave all by myself. That's right. So, I that's right. Yes. Right. So it will not happen. I will be at Shore Leave this year. I I, I will be at Shore Leave okay, this good. year as well. Yes, only to hang out with you, Miles, and them. So. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good, but, um, so very cool. What else has been going on in your world, M? So I just got back from San Diego, California, from going on the Jonathan Colton cruise, the Joko cruise with super amazeballs, amazing people like my close personal friend, Will Wheaton, who is not my close personal friend, um, but just someone who I see every year and is really, I admire so, so much. Um, this year was super cool because I got to chat with Gail Simone from DC Comics, who was on the cruise, and I loves her. God, and she signed a copy of Wonder Woman for me, and I completely lost my... Do you remember when I met um, Colin Ferguson? I do. Same thing. <laughs> I know. But Gail Simone. You lost But this time I was like, and I have my Wonder Woman dress, and I have the bracers, and in November I start a tattoo, and you have no idea, and it means so much. And, like, I lost <laughs> my, sh- my you-know-what. <laughs> I lost my business. She was great to hear. Um, I got to spend some time with Pat Rothfuss, who I'm starting to get to know as an author. Uh, I, I, I learned you. about him on the cruise and just started reading him this year. I and just love him to bits. I like it's, it, I got to spend like a time to just chit chat with him, not about his books, not about, you know, what's coming up and but just shooting the you know what, just having a good time in Mexico. That's and awesome. then at one point I, I just said, <laughs> oh, my God, Pat, you're you rock. So you rock in a way that is unclassifiable by geologists. And he hugged me. He said, that's the nicest thing anyone ever said to me. <laughs> I may have had a lot of tequila. <laughs> you might have. But let me tell you what. I, I, I kind of hate you for that. Because I, you know, I, I didn't know you were a fan. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. Because we really haven't talked about it. You know, his books. I've read his books. You know, Name of the Wind and the sequel. And then the little short story that goes along with it. And um, I just, uh, I'm a fan of the way he tells and develops that story. It's, right. It's, it. it, it it feels fresh to me. Yeah. Um, and it's not that stuff like that hasn't been done before, but there is a freshness a really to this. It's a perspective. Yeah, it's a, fr- that's a freshness. You don't see people doing this all the time. So little plug, if you haven't read Name of the Wind, they are making a movie, number one, but you should read the book. The book's phenomenal and it's just great. Pat Rothfuss is a doll baby. And then, of course, um, John Scalzi's there, which I adore him. And I actually got to meet his daughter, um, Athena, who is the coolest kid. And we were having a good chat. And then she's like, we were just, I was like, oh, how many Joko cruises have you been on? Oh, I came on. My dad's one of the performers. Oh, who's your dad? John Scalzi. And I said, okay, I'm about to make an idiot of myself, so hold tight. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's the best. I love him. He's the coolest ever. (laughs) 
And then I um, got to play ukulele with him in a concert at the at a little thing that we did at the end of the the cruise. And we took a quick selfie. There's a selfie on my Facebook page. Oh, I, awesome. I couldn't be any more giddy. I'll bet. And we were both incredibly goofy. Um, Did, um, but then, like, what, the what, folks... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Now, I was just going to ask you about Scalzi. Like, so what does, he have, what does he have on the docket? What's coming out from him? So he's got a lot of stuff he's working on. But I'll be honest. I'll tell you, the cruise, the cruise is, for me, is an opportunity to get to know all of these artists and writers and creators as people like I was hanging out. I had a moment where I was just talking to like Jean Grey, who's an amazing rap artist and uh, Amy Mann, who has I've loved since high school um, and Paul and Storm and Ted Leo and just amazing, amazing people who are so talented. Another person, Zoe Keating, if you have any respect for strings, instruments whatsoever, or if you have any love stringed instruments you need to go to zoekeating.com what she's a one-woman orchestra what she does with technology and a cello um her at her concert there she played a piece that made me cry it was it touched me and like uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the house it was such a beautiful piece so getting to go on this cruise which is like a convention um you get to hang out and we get to visit places like this year we went to mexico and we stopped in Cabo San Lucas, which is horrible. <laughs> that place is a tourist trap, and it was awful. And then we ended up in a place called Loreto. And it, uh, cruise ships barely go there because it's very tiny. Um, but it's not super tiny. The town actually, like, opened their doors to us. And we had a big, giant concert. We called it, you've heard of Coachella? We had our own version. We called it Joe Coachella. <laughs> we had a concert starting at, like, 2 in the afternoon, in the main, in the square of the the Plaza Mayor of the town, in front of the in front of City Hall, and then the um, the the tourism board put up all of these tents, and we could buy tickets and try all this amazing food from local restaurants. And then we had so many people. I think they underestimated how many people would get off the boat for this. Um, we like the food ended up running through. And so people just started going to the local restaurants and this one ice cream shop. It was amazing. She had to call another town for more ice cream and then <laughs> had to call them again. Um, awesome. And I, I was just in love with this town and they were so welcoming and so kind. It was such a great environment to be part of, you know, all that music and all that artistry and then be around some really cool people. It's, it's such an inclusive group. Like it doesn't matter which part of the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q, the R, the M, any letter of the alphabet that you, that you, that you feel that you are, that you know that you are. It's just a, it's just a big group of people who doesn't, they just, they, they just care that you're a good person. Right. And actually we were on Holland America. It turned out Holland America had videotaped um, their, our debarking to get onto the tenders, to get onto land, to show people the proper way <laughs> to get onto the tenders and get off the tenders and how to load things and how to, how to muster for all of it. It was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. They are so glad we're the, they're, we're cruising again. And I think it's like 340 days for Joko 2008 or 2018. Um, my, my best mate, Marley and I, we've already, we've already booked our room. We've already paid for it. 
Awesome. It's it's it, we we did it before we even left for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was, awesome. It's like and we get some fun swag and it's uh, there's a lot of gate. Oh my god, so much gaming. So much gaming. The Greater Than Games guy were there. Cheap ass games. Looney. Um, we ended up. I ended up coming home with a couple of freebie books. There's one called The Unfortunate Decisions of Dahlia Moss by uh, Max Wirestone. Well, I don't know if he was on the boat or not. Hmm. But um, the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. She actually had to cancel because of a family emergency. Um, and that was very disappointing, but she still sent her books, which was amazing. And then my dear, dear friend, um, Kayla Kagan, her book launched last week while we were on the, on the, on the cruise and it's called Piper Parish. Um, I'm actually pulling up the, making sure I got the whole title. Hmm. Yeah. Piper Parish by Kayla Kagan. Um, she's, it's a, it's a young adult book and it's so cute. I'm only into like chapter three, but. I totally love it. And Kayla, I'm so proud of you. And now I can go to the bookstore and go, oh my God, I know her. <laughs> awesome. Now, any games, okay. and uh, you, a lot of board games, a lot of card games, any one particular game stand out on this cruise for you? So Greater Than Games is releasing a version of an RPG version of Sentinels of the Multiverse. Okay. So it's not just playing like the the deck building game. It's, it's, it's much more RPG style, which is super fun because I love... I love all of those characters. I love all the all the superheroes in that. And then um, Admiral Tom, I can't remember his last name. This is bad. He is the guy who created uh, Artemis, the um, oh yeah, you the, played the, the, uh, the, the the deck, the the flight deck, not flight deck. Um, oh yeah, I remember now. Bridge, like a bri like bridge. Bridge simulator. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. He had loaded. He was in town a couple of months ago, and we got to play with some of the fighter mods he built. Um, so he had those all polished up, and those were super fun to play. And then he had made some um, UI changes to the other stations, and that was super fun and, and fun to hang out with Tom. Um, he's got a con in Cleveland called Armada, where it's a weekend of doing nothing but playing Artemis and <laughs> and. It's people show up in uniform and they have their own bridge setups. My friend John Riley is building his own bridge setup. That's we awesome. have uniforms. We have patches. I'm looking at my patch right now for, um, for our for our flight crew. I I'm communications, um, and I give them their what for. <laughs> good. Um, You're good at that. Yeah, so, I guess yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was it it is my annual recharge. It is my 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 new year's my christmas and new year's like the year for me starts once i'm back from the cruise and i've gotten a chance to recharge myself and then also get to see other people and be inspired and it was a blast Good. it was an absolute blast That's i can't awesome. recommend it enough awesome. so uh i think it's i think it's jokocruise.com jokocruise yeah. Dot com and they're not paying me for this and I pay my own way although this year I was very kindly because of some financial situations last year uh, I couldn't afford to go and so some very kind people got together and crowdfunded the money I was short to make sure that I went on the cruise that's awesome. that is the kind of community this is yeah it's that's awesome. it's joyful that's awesome. so yeah uh, jokocruise.com they've got the info about 2018 already up 
for seven night adventure along the Mexican Riviera. There you go. On Holland America's Oosterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier that you saw Kong and uh, were, yeah. were, were, were duly impressed by it. So, you're oh. saying they owe you money. Yes. Yeah, I, I want my money back. <laughs> you got the ticket for free. Emma. It just was, it was incredibly campy. Like, um, I don't, I think they well, spend well, wait, all wait, their wait, money. So this is King Kong we're talking about, which came which out. Is a, which, which is a film out, noir classic. Yeah, and, and it came out in the era of camp, though. So but it was campy, never a campy film to begin with. It was King what? Kong was never camp. You, you don't the think original the original? The, 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 yeah, it's camp. No, it's not. You don't think it's camp? No. Okay. Are you kidding me? I think it's camp. No. It was its original, its old school adventure, drama, fantasy, thriller. It was, it's, it, 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 it was simple. It was clean. It was, you know, it, it, it has a long time, a long standing. And then like, uh, What's his name? Remade it. The uh, Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson did it, and he was very respectful of the original. And there are lots of books, and there's lots of other older movies. But it's we consider it camp, but they really cared about it. You know, it's of that time. It was pretty intense and pretty amazing that that's what people thought of. Skull Island was just cheesy line after cheesy line and and uh, you know Samuel Jackson being Samuel Jackson I mean the movie I can't believe the budget on this thing it was like 140 million dollars it the visually it's stunning I mean absolutely stunning but and Tom Hedleston God bless him I love him but mm, he did it for the paycheck <laughs> And the only the the saving grace is John C. Riley. That man has the comedic timing of a genius. So it and the delivery, his skill, his skill at comedy and drama, pretty good. I mean, pretty good. That's not even he's amazing. So I was really he saved that film for me. Hmm. Um, so I was trying to look at how it how it actually did. I People just, are loving it, and I don't yeah, understand. Oh, is. I'm sorry. The budget was 185 million dollars. Yeah. I think it um, it was it was like 550 million it made. Wow. Yeah. Are you, World, uh, hold World, on. Worldwide, right. it says it went on to make 550 million worldwide. Wait, wait. That was as of March 12. That's not true. That's not true. As of March 12, 146 million worldwide. Yes, I'm looking at the actual Peter Jackson one. The yeah, but you it, need to but, look but at... It, but it just came oh. out, right? Yeah, you so, need to look at Crap Island. Yeah, so but people are people are liking it, so, well, well each his own, right? They, so they haven't even cleared their budget. Not yet, but they will. Uh, we'll see. I'm a crunch on a chip. You guys talk. <laughs> well, let's talk about, uh, since you had it on your list, do we want to talk about the Wonder Woman trailer a little bit later? Mm-hmm. Yep, we can talk about it later. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Um, and Miles, let's talk about you a little bit. What's going on in your world? Uh, I this this show is kind of under the radar, but uh, 
ABC has its own time travel show now. Uh, they've had three episodes. They're doing basically a uh, um, a, a Jack the Ripper, H.G. Wells show. Um, I, they, I guess it's adapted. Well, maybe not adapted, but inspired by the movie from from I guess back in the '80s. Uh, David Warner and uh, Malcolm McDowell uh, were in. Um, I, w- I wouldn't call it sci-fi light because you have Jack the Ripper and he's killing people, but I'd say it's 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 probably sci-fi time travel light because they're pretty much just staying in one period, and H.G. Uh, uh, Wells is trying to um, apprehend uh, Jack the Ripper here. But so far, it's pretty good. So you're enjoying that. Yep. Uh, I, it's funny because you fun. say that because H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper, I mean. They they make their appearances like Warehouse 13 and there's other other genres that they play into that I would mm-hmm. I would classify them as kind of these sci-fi characters that just kind of appear even though they're not necessarily I mean it's H.G. Wells is but mm-hmm. they're I would call them fantasy thriller yeah I agree I agree with that what do you think I like it I like it I'm going with them what sounds, I, what, what, what that sounds good uh, we got some 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 uh, shore leave I mean they announced it. Pretty much um, at the con. This is their guest list. They have a very impressive guest list. Guest list for uh, Short, Short Leave Thirty Nine for uh, this year. Uh, and, it, and if your listeners, if you're wondering, um, it'll be the weekend of July the seventh through the ninth. Uh, so far, they have uh, Marita Sirius and Michael Dorn from Star Trek: Next Generation. I don't know who they are. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kevin Sussman um, uh, from uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, Listeners who have enjoyed all the Stargate series have know who Michael uh, Depoe is. He has been in played several different characters in, in all three of those shows. Uh, if you're a fan of Dark Matter, uh, Jodell Furland, she is guest starred. She was um, the young uh, Orisai, um, and she kind of looks a little like Marina Baccarin, but she played the kind of like the the younger version of that. Uh, but she's in this show called Dark Matter. Uh, Mark uh, Ben David is also from in that show, uh, so that's something to look forward to in July. Oh, good. So if you're not doing anything in July, we're going to be seeing a, a good friend of ours, Dave Powell, will be there. We'll have a little email from him a little bit later on. We'll be sharing. Yay. Right? Mm-hmm. So he'll be there, and there'll be another chance where we get to hang out together. Mm-hmm. Yay! So, so hopefully Dayton Ward will be there, and uh, Frage, and mm-hmm. all our good friends that we go to. This Speaking season. of Dayton Ward, Yay. I just finished reading uh, a novel that he. Uh, Co-wrote with several authors, uh, Planet of the Apes, Tales from the Forbidden Zone. I'm kind of now on a Planet of the Apes kick. I might watch all the... I'm thinking about rewatching all the movies for uh, Short Leave, so I could, you know, Dayton and I could talk more Planet of the Apes. Oh, there you go. He's a huge nice. fan. Huge fan of this. Oh, yeah. And he, he, he the, the newest Star Trek novel is out, Headlong Flight, uh, by Dayton, where I'm reading that right now. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, in my you know world, what else is awesome? Awesome con. Awesome con's coming that, up. That's too. right. Tell us about that. I saw that in your list, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But awesome con. Tell us about what's going on with awesome con. So awesome con. I just read today has David Tennant coming. Hello. Oh, wow. There's a whole bunch of people there that, but uh, and awesome con gets a lot of coverage. Um, I do want to, I do want to um, talk about a particular con that's local uh, called NovaCon, and you can go to Nova Comic hyphen con.com and um, they will be in McLean, Virginia, which is really close to where I live. And the guys putting it on are part of, are 
I think this is the first one. Um, I'm just super excited. They have some really great guests that are coming. Um, I'm waiting for the page to load, and I'm <laughs> recording this to put on uh, on uh, Instagram so I can share with them. There are still tickets. The VIP tickets are sold out. Um, there are just wonderful, wonderful people who uh, I'll, I'll put more information in later. I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I follow the, him on Put it on the Facebook, Facebook page, too. yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll share it on Facebook a bunch, but yeah. I'm super excited for NovaCon. I, I like local cons. I like lo- supporting local people. So yeah. come to McLean, Virginia. Talking about local cons, I'll be heading to ZankaCon with my daughter. We did that last year. It's an anime nice. convention, and uh, where we uh, we interviewed some voice actors. And Vic was there. Vic right. Nunga. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say his last name. The guy that I can never pronounce his last name. How do you say it? Uh, Vic Minana. Minana. Okay. So yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was fun to listen to. But we interviewed two other people there, and it'll be a chance for my daughter and I to go hang out at a con and just have a. Uh, grand old time there and see uh, all the anime that's in there and it's right my back door it's like 10 minutes away it's great so totally with you i love supporting the local cons too Adam. so um in my world beyond that i went and saw lego batman which you know if you were to evaluate the lego movie and lego movie let's say as a 10 this comes in at about a nine it's really awesome and they do a great will will what will arnett he's got did yeah. Batman right phenomenal job great job uh, the cast list of voice acting is incredible, um, and uh, it's well worth seeing in theaters, or if you don't, at least renting and seeing. So, uh, because there's a lot of jokes, and especially if you're into the what the DC, the uh, DC Marvel universe, like oh. the comics type stuff. So, mm-hmm. very cool. What is what we're seeing? And I finally saw Ant Man. All right, without my son, shh, don't tell him. I saw it. I was at a guy's weekend, and we, we were just Aww. watching movie after movie. So I do have to watch it with him. With him, though, I saw Doctor Strange, and I saw him with some other guys. So I saw Doctor Strange for the third time. Still loving that movie. Although, did you see the um, what's the one that does the trailers, uh, honest trailers for Doctor oh, yeah. Strange? You got to go. It. You got to go watch it. Because they, they talk about a Doctor Strange is nothing more than an Iron Man ripoff. And they do a comparative, and it's eerie, the comparison between the two. And you don't think about it, but it's there. you got to watch it. Um, so and then the other thing I'm doing is I, I did finally watch Civil War, Captain America Civil War, after all this time. Uh, Holy my son cow. And I, I know, right? Been? It was good. I loved it. I had no problems watching it, and I, I would watch it again. It, was, it just took me a while to get in, just to actually watch it. And I'm reading Aragon, which is a book I read before, but I'm reading it for uh, another podcast that I do called The Orbital Sword. Hmm. So, so yeah, so that's what's going on in my sci-fi world and probably other stuff I'm just not thinking about right now, but that's, that's what's going on. Cool. All right. Well, should we move on to, on to some other stuff? Yes, sure. let us do that. Yeah, yeah, so we have some listener feedback. Em, do you have this up? Do you want to read this for us? This, uh... this is from Dave Powell. I don't want to. You don't want to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, Let me make it a bigger font because I'm an old lady. I uh, know. Here, on. here, here's my glasses. Oh, you know what? You know where to even start. Well, <laughs> you, you know what? I here's the bad thing. So, I'm not going to give anyone my age, but I'm 46, and um, what I've discovered <gasps> this past That's right, year. You're older than me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah. So stow it. This year, or in the past two years, suddenly, the text 
like on the bottom of Pokemon cards, because I play the Pokemon card game, I can no longer read. Like I'm like pulling <laughs> the card away from me so I can read the tiny text. Um, my vision, my near, my reading vision has gotten terrible. Join the club. Yeah, so, like, finally, after I've never needed glasses, now, like, I have a pair of reading glasses, and I'm just... So, yeah, when I say I'm handing you my glasses, I, I mean that in the most respectful way, because I get it. Poor you. So, <laughs> I, I get it. Poor you. Sucks to you, babe. Oh, zip it, you. <laughs> just relax. All right, so go ahead. Why don't we read? So this is our, our listener, Dave Powell, our only listener. I'm just kidding. But we got some lead, uh, email from Dave Powell we want to read. Yeah, so... We're so They're thankful wonderful. we wrote in, and uh, you can always write in sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts and stuff that you're watching and doing and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, but here is an email from David. So, hi gang, thanks for the shout out a couple episodes ago. Reggie and I indeed still are are indeed still out here. We're counting down to shore leave again. This will be our third in as many years. We saw Marina Sirtis and Michael Dorn at Star Trek 50 in Chicago last year, but we're looking forward to seeing them again and seeing you guys too. Aw, thanks. Uh, July is going to be busy with shore leave early in the month, and then late in the month we're going back to Chicago for Reggie's Crochet Guild of America conference. Okay, Reggie, we have to sit and talk about that because that sounds awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Oh, she geeks crochet. Well, awesome. So, as should everyone. Yeah, well, anyway, I thought I'd check in after we saw Skull Island last week. We both liked it, and we were glad to see a little different take on the story without the Beauty and the Beast business and seeing Kong more as a protector of his island. Okay, um, you're going to have to have a discussion with David. Just saying. Well, so I get that. And it was, I was so glad that there wasn't that kind of Padme moment between Kong and, and, and the female protagonist. Right. It was, he was a protector and he was respected. He wasn't, especially by the people of the island. And, and it was a little bit sad, but it was still a bad script. Anyway, so to continue, now we're both pretty tolerant of our movies and don't tend to be too critical. We just let the story carry us along. Plot holes don't bother too much unless they're big enough for Kong to walk through. <laughs> That's good. The story and the characters weren't the greatest. Thank you very much, I suppose. But it was a good time, and I have to say that I'm becoming more of a Tom Hiddleston fan, as you should. He and Hugh Lowry are, are fantastic in The Night Manager. Ooh, I just started watching that. We also thought the effects were really well done. And while we were watching the end credits, spoiler alert, um, I was wondering why they credited Toho limited, uh, limited with images of Godzilla, Mothra, etc. I thought maybe I missed them in the scenes in the barracks with the Peanuts cartoons. Oh, but then the tag scene appeared after the credits. I squeed. I'm still heart hearkened back i still hearken back to my favorite godzilla and smog monster from 1971 here's hoping for some well done godzilla in the future well back to work and hope all is well cheers dave from ohio thank you dave thank i you. did not stay for the credits oh. because i was that annoyed with the film <laughs> so yeah so there must be and it was not a marvel it. film so there was no need to stay for the credits yeah well apparently there was so apparently there must be something regarding Godzilla there. I love Gogeta. Yeah. Gogeta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good. Well, that's cool. So uh, what do you think of his take on the film? I mean, uh, and I agree. There's some films that, despite the stuff that 
the hate that people give it, I, I watch and I kind of enjoy because I'm captured by this story and yeah, sure, if I analyze and tear it apart, uh, you, you can do that, but I was entertained by it. I mean, what do you think about what he's saying here? So I agree. I like. I, I agree with him in the comment about um, the lack of Beauty of the Beast storyline because that... It seems kind of it, it seems way too dated for this day and age. Um, the portrayal of Kong in his own environment instead of in our environment, so you get to respect exactly who he is and how he takes care of the other creatures on the on the island. Um, the the story had huge huge weirdo holes and gaps and strange. Like, I just, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Um, it was, I, it, that film is not for me. That film is, not, I am not the audience. So there, it's fine. But now that I missed the credits, I'll just go look them up. Um, and the concept of bringing back Gogeta, bringing back Godzilla, that would be very cool. However, please be respectful of my favorite, you know, plastic suited defender of the planet I'm a little concerned what they're going to do to my Gogeta yeah yeah well again thanks Dave for writing in and we look forward to seeing thanks, you at shore Dave. leave in just a few Reggie, short months so, I'm going to bring my crochet stuff with there me you, go. you should well, you, crochet. Don't want, you don't want me to bring my crochet stuff that's for sure my crochet is <laughs> what on bad. earth is that supposed to mean well no I didn't mean that in any way other than it was like I'd be, I'd be terrible okay. at it like the, the closest I've ever gotten to crocheting in my life is my mom, I think just to keep us busy as kids, used to buy these latch hook kits. <gasps> I love them. Yeah, we, so we used to just do latch latch hook, and that, that's probably the closest thing I've done to crochet. I love those. So, and that's not I, even well, like it. So. You and I are yammering a lot. Miles, do you have any thoughts on, on, on Kong or anything our lovely friend Dave said? I, I'm... I'm slightly interested in seeing it, but it's something that can wait till either a rental or it's on Netflix. I don't have a burning desire to see it now. Um, I want to okay. see Logan's come. Logan's out now. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. And uh, I know, even though we talked about maybe not in the most favorable light because they don't have an Asian actress playing the the lead in Ghost in the Shell. But I that, want to see Ghost in the Shell too. But Ghost in the Shell's yeah. coming out at the end of this month, so I guess that's what I'm gonna blow my money on. And another one that we are really excited about is Wonder Woman. Yes. Wonder Woman! So uh, I'm not going to play the trailer here at this point um, because of time, but maybe I'll insert it and then we'll talk about it. But uh, so we've been watching these trailers drop, right? They just released another trailer not too long ago, right? Right. And so what's everyone's impressions here? Uh, Miles, since you have been talking, why don't you go ahead and start off with your impression? We'll go to you, Em. I know we've uh, we've had mixed results with with DC live action movies. However, I, it looks like with Wonder Woman they might have a chance to redeem themselves a little, and hopefully a lot. Um, I'm like what I see from the trailers. I'm cautiously optimistic they're going to give us something good. Yeah, yeah. Plus, Captain Kirk's in it. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, uh, but and what are your thoughts on what you've been seeing with the? Uh, trailers that have been dropping this latest trailer is amazing it's it kind of falls along the lines of some of the older comics that i've been reading um and some of the new ones um 
when I met Gail Simone, <clears throat> let me just pick up that name. Um, on <laughs> well, the by the way, we never established it for, but for people who don't know who Gail is. Can you give them a little <laughs> bit of a premise for that? Oh, I mean, my God. Gail Simone is one of the premier, premier and first um, lauded comic book writers, female comic book writers in the industry. And I believe that she has been a driving force in um, taking the female characters in comic books and turning them from the damsels in distress. And she had a, a blog called Women in the Refrigerator because it just seems like there was a turn. There was a point in time with comic books where you had a lot of female um, uh, superheroes. And then something took a turn and it seemed like all of them started needing saving themselves and all the female characters like Lois Lane turned into a giant fop. She drove me. Ugh. Um, in some of the older comics where she was no longer, you know, a moxie filled woman who got the job done. She was always in need of Superman to save her. Um, so Gail Simone was the forefront and, and really she is the wonder woman of, of women in comics and fan and, and fantasy writing in general. Right. So she was on the cruise and I got to hear her speak and talk about her time and earning her keep and her dues really uh, in that environment and how it's still, even with women kind of in higher positions in, in, in the comic book industry, there still seems to be that gap. So she, as she writes, she continues to write Red Sonia and she has some other books coming out um, in the next year. She she was sharing with us the notes she gives to the guys who the colorists and the draw and the and the artists like you you need to do this respectfully this can't just look like a cheap penthouse orgy looking thing this needs to look good mm-hmm. and respectful and so she's just amazing so she we asked her that question at the Q and A and she said from what she's seen of it she's she's very hopeful very very hopeful so I don't know if that means she's seen it. I don't know if that means she's seen part of it or if she's just seen the um, the trailers like yeah, us. But yeah. every time I see the trailer and I see Gal Gadot and I see all those just powerful, powerful, amazing, elegant characters, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is This is the movie I've been waiting for since I was a little girl where it's my superhero and she is in charge of this movie. This movie is about her. You know, in this movie, and this movie is very notable in that this is one of the very first superhero movies fronting a female lead that we've had in a very long time. One of the major comic book companies, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had others, but this, you know, it's hard to not kind of scoff at Catwoman when it came out. Um, that wasn't a movie. That was a disaster. Exactly, and even Electra, I get you know. Yeah, and that was maybe a little bit better Aunt than Catwoman. Flux as well was a little weird. Yeah, you know the movies I saw, but but this one, as far as playing into the cinematic universe that we've been kind of playing with over the past mm. years, and we're just really hoping it comes out strong. I mean, DC has had a mixed bag when it comes to making movies. They've done Batman well, like the when I talk about like. The um, Christopher, Nolan. Christopher Nolan Batman was done well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're just hoping. Right. We're hoping. And, you know, talking about Batman, no segue into this next story. Batman! Yeah. So Batman, uh, those of you uh, looking forward to the next Batman movie are going to have to wait a little bit because, you know what? 
they hated the script and trashed it and said, you know what? We're going back to the drawing board and rewriting the script from the ground up. Good. We got news of that today. So, uh, so yeah, so not everything's all hopeful in the DC universe here. And I guess the best thing we can hope is they actually have a good script that comes out of this. I'm glad they realized they had, you know, they had a stinker on their hands and they said, there's no fixing this. Let's just start, let's just start over again. So the original writers, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say the original writers for this script that was apparently trashed was was Ben Affleck, Chris Torero, and Jeff Johns. Um, they don't. They didn't say if any of it would be salvaged. Like they, but they're just going back to square one. So I think they're listening. I think they're paying attention. I hope they are. Um, I think they need to call up Greg Rucka and Kevin Smith and let them write it. They should. They should. What do you think the chances are they're going to do that, though, Em? <laughs> they're not. They're not. Uh, but, like, if anything, Kevin Smith has been directing um, Supergirl, and those have been amazing. Those right. have been lovely. Yeah. They're super fun. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate myself now. Yeah. Well, you know, so <laughs> that, that being said, we're talking about strong superheroes, and Wonder Woman obviously is right there. What about what about a Supergirl movie? Well, that is... Um, is, is, that, is is that is she? She's not nearly as popular as Wonder Woman was. They've, Maybe that's the thing. They've tried so, that back in the eighties, and uh, it didn't go well. It didn't go well for him. No. So yeah. Well. So the story was wrong. It wasn't like comic. It wasn't canon, right? So they didn't follow the canon <laughs> properly. Um, I as as I go back and read some of the old stuff, it just was for the time. It was what it needed to be, but it was just off and it was campy and they were still trying to salvage Superman four. He saves the universe and, you know, creates Perestroika. Um, I, I, I don't I think she does well in the in the television world and she and Flash and Arrow are doing really, really well together. I don't know. I think she's, I, I don't know if there's enough story. They've kind of kept her in this youthful position. Like Batgirl will never get a movie because they've kept her in that youthful position. Right. She'll get a TV show. She'll get like a Netflix style thing, something maybe. But I, I'm, I would be joyfully surprised and, and eat my words. But um, if they gave her a movie. Um, yeah. I guess it all depends. Like if she makes, if she shows up in the Justice League. The only thing I is, mean, personally, I would rather her show up in like a Teen Titans movie. This we know this. I mean, because the way DC treats its properties, its TV property and its movie property, it's very highly doubtful we'll ever see this Supergirl in uh, right. in, in 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 one of the in live action movies. If they were just get another actress, it would be a totally different thing. That's true. Um, That's true. So. Well, moving moving on, uh, we have one other thing before we get into our little reflection of Farpoint, because we have to talk about Farpoint, because that was we were all like gung-ho leading up to that um, before this little hiatus that we've had. Warner Brothers is preparing to reload the Matrix. They are preparing to bring back bring us back into the world of the Matrix, or at least there's discussions on the drawing board to do that. And so they are look, they're looking to do something that Star Wars has done. 
And uh, my understanding from reading the article is that they aren't going to try and reboot it. And they're going to allow the story of Neo to kind of stand by itself. But they're going to tell side stories like the story of Morpheus um, or the story of Cypher hmm. um, or maybe the backstory of, oh, I don't know, the, the, the Oracle. They're going to do stuff like this um, and have them be like standalone movies and kind of work with it. Or at least that's a discussion of how they're tackling it. It's it worked with Star Wars. It if, did. I, if they can do as if they can get as good of a script as yeah. Star Wars, like Rogue One did, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind. That would be kind of interesting. It would be, and you know, I know that the the second and third movies get panned, but I loved the I, I liked the trilogy, and there were moments in each one at the second and the third movie that were really redemptive for me. The Merovingian is a redemptive character. The Oracle, anytime the Oracle was on screen, I was glued. Um, the Architect, and I don't know, I liked, I liked, you know, I liked all three of those movies, and I watched them multiple times. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited that they're at least discussing this, and uh, who knows what's going to come out, come out of it. But I'm, I'm looking well, forward to it. The Wachowski siblings did a really neat job, and then it kind of went to a crazy place. So I, I would be interested in something yeah. that, that kind of retroed back you know, to get a little bit more. Ironically, the Wachowski siblings are not involved in this process. I'm not surprised. I, so. I'm when they go to when you go to reboot some not reboot, but when you go to revisit something, you want a fresh perspective. Right. And if the Wachowski siblings don't really have any more of the story to tell. I'm sure that they they're more than willing to just to step aside and go. All right, let's do this. Um, you know, funny enough, Keanu Reeves and um, Lawrence Fishburne reunited in a really great movie that I saw a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, and I've seen it twice already. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about it. And I do have to see it. I did not see it in theaters, but I do I do want to it's, see it. It's definitely worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. But it was fun to see those two together again. Yeah. You know, um, I've heard rumors that Keanu Reeves said, "Look, he'd be up for a fourth Matrix movie." Um, but he died. I know. Well, I don't know how you would do that. Spoilers. You, yeah. Whoo. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Was, you know that <laughs> dead's all relative, right? He could come right. back as like a ghost in the machine. For all that goes. Well, but then there's the whole like, you know, Christ imagery and and similarities that they made. Well, maybe um, maybe 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 it's the apocalypse and he comes back like in the second coming. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, too. Christ harder. Yeah. Um, And he's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) JC would truly be ticked off. I think if JC, you know, if and when he comes back. He's, he's, it's going to be a diehard moment. We're all screwed. <laughs> it, it, it will definitely be a diehard moment. I would be interested in a Matrix <laughs> revisit, in a Matrix universe revisit. Yeah, yeah and, and depending what they do, if, 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 if they were ever to bring Keanu back. And, you know, these are the types of roles he's been known for. And, like, I would watch it. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's the reality of it. I'd watch it. Um, cause it's a matrix. So I, 
I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. He's 50 now. Oh, I know. Can you believe it? Long I know. Time, long, yeah. I saw something on Facebook where they should, he was in a New York City subway and uh, somebody filmed it. Uh, he was sitting in a chair and he saw a girl or you know, a young woman standing up and he offered her his seat. That's what you should do, he's, right? He's a good guy. Yeah. So I've heard I haven't heard a lot of negative things about Kiana. Mm-hmm. I it was so back when I lived in Richmond, his band would come. I saw his band Formaggio a couple of times, maybe like two or three times. He was he they were really good. He's a very talented dude. He just strikes me as a very private man. I would um, agree with that. I would agree with very that. tall man. Yeah. <laughs> but a guy who really <coughs> If you pay close attention on those long shots for the fight scenes, that's him. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Sorry. The smoker's cough. My al- yes, my smoking. Yeah. Um, it's on. your guacamole. Your guacamole is so smoking. Oh, zip it. Wait, he was born in 1964, so that makes him 50-something. 52, yeah. Holy oh cow. Gosh. He does not look 52. I'm four years away from being 50. Amazing, oh amazing, but, dude! Hello, Keanu Reeves. I know for a fifty-year-old, seriously. For a fifty-two-year-old, uh, still hoping for a Bill and Ted three. <laughs> Are you seriously? Uh, there's, there's conversations. <laughs> there's conversation. Yep. I don't know because what's his name? The guy who played, um, who, who played, uh, 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 Bill, uh, Bill S. Preston. Mm-hmm. Bill Preston Esquire. Yeah, he he had an interesting um, life with uh, cocktails of and things. Um, so he might not have aged as well as uh, our friend Keanu. No, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. <laughs> he 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 Keanu. Um, new subject. <laughs> all right all right very good let's talk <laughs> let's let's talk about our far point we had a chance to go to far point this year and i had a blast the day i was down and uh it was just great to see all of you and all of us together and to hang out and do a little bit of recording together and just to kind of experience a con you know it was it was good and the weather i mean we're kind of experiencing a heat wave in our in our winter time. I mean, it was very it was nice. warm that it was weekend. Very warm. It's usually cold, snow, and ice. Unlike around. now, which is what which is what winter should be like. This is right? typical winter now. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, so it was a great time. We had a great time there. I think that one of the highlights for me was bringing my son there, and he just mm. he was he was there. He was like they had a, like a sword fighting demonstration. He was out there with it. They did a magic show for kids. He was right there. He was talking to the 501st. He said, Dad, we got to do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was just, he just, he just, su- he just sucked in everything that the convention had. He's the cutest. So, so, and I think that for me was one of the highlights, but um, it was, it was, we just had a real good time. So, and he was good. We went out to eat that night and he was just good, good that night. And it was awesome. Yeah, we went to that barbecue joint. Smoky oh my God, was, was Smoky so Bones good. or something like that. Smoke. Smoke. It was just smoke. It was, smoke. it was just smoke. It smelled so good, I wanted to lick the air. It was. It was delicious. It, it was, was delicious. So good. Well, you know, I thought one of the things that we could do to kind of help our listeners experience a con is just play a maybe like a five ten minute clip. Sure. Of, 
And so just to give a little bit of premise, we had the, the opportunity and the pleasure to sit down and record a live show. And this year they said, you know what, instead of giving you a private space to interview the guests, we're going to have you interview them live. And so part of our live show was spent interviewing guests. We're going to share our interview with Envir in just a little bit. We'll talk about that after I share this clip. But I also want to just kind of share this clip of the live show that we did uh, just so that you folks out there listening to us can kind of experience a con as we were experiencing it live there. Um, we, won't, we're, we won't play the whole thing because a lot of it was, hey, here's a trivia question. Can you answer this? And sometimes you can't hear the audience as well. Uh, but we do want you to kind of experience that. So if that's cool with so you. So listeners, what it was was mostly M trying to get the guys to talk because they were all, they're both very, very tired and we were waiting for the stars. So I had trivia questions and a whole bunch of junk from all of my loot crate crates people were that we were, I was trying to give away. Yep. And people were excited about the junk. They liked the free stuff. They did. Everybody likes free stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? Yay, free stuff. Free stuff. So I'm going to share that and then we'll come back on after that. Awesome. Sure. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles from McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Zero Garcia. And welcome to our Farpoint show. We have a small crowd right now. It'll get bigger when Envir comes up here and Sam. We are also broadcasting live. On hello, Facebook. Facebook. Hello, Facebook. Hi, yeah. all six of you. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> on Facebook. There's like it, love it. There's everyone. They're waving. Yay. Farpoint. Yay! A bunch of other podcasters out in the audience. It's great to see you guys. Yay! Yay! So, Farpoint, this has been an awesome time so far. It's just getting started today. Yeah. Emma, you arrived today. I arrived today. Miles, you were here last night. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you uh, saw last night, what you were excited about last night. Uh, as soon as I got here, I saw some people in costumes. So I already saw people here enjoying themselves and uh, just looking forward to having a good weekend. Um, I had a panel pretty much as soon as I got here. And what so was the panel on? We talked about classic sci-fi shows going back to the 60s through the... We basically figured whatever was before what, before the 21st century is a classic sci-fi show. So I would have said before Star Wars, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. But uh, me and a panel and some, some great folks, we had fun just talking about some of our favorite sci-fi shows in the past. Did you stay for karaoke? That's what I need to know. Um, and did I you chose, sing? I, I didn't, definitely did not <laughs> sing. As you can tell, there are still people here. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I didn't. But no, I didn't stay for the karaoke. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, M. Yes. You showed up this morning. Yes, I did. And you had a panel. Tell us a little bit about the panel you were on. Yes, I did. Hold on, I have to remember the title so I don't fob it up. So it's coming into our own about okay. um, women in. As I show only the men on our show. Um, about women in science fiction and how they're really starting to become much more primary characters and how you're finding very, very strong characters who are now being... I I don't want to say that their gender is being changed or reassigned or... They're just choosing different kinds of actors and different perspectives. And if that means it changes the gender of the character, then it does. Um, Because I had made the comment growing up, I loved when my god brothers, I had five of them, and then my brother, we'd play Battlestar Galactica, I always played Apollo. Because that was the character that I loved, and he had the belief system that I loved as a little kid. I loved who the character was. I didn't care if it was a boy or a girl. 
I just, I love the character. So we had that conversation along with talking about a lot of the women who become prominent in the comic book world. So like Kelly Sue DeConnick and Bonnie Burton and uh, G. Willow Wilson, just amazing. And then writers who are much more in the forefront of being recognized as creators of science fiction and fantasy. So it was a really, it was a neat panel. I had to leave a little early so I could make sure and get here to make sure you Jamokes got everything in order. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know us. I, yes, <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. yes, I do. So I the do. excitement for me at the con has been bringing my son here, and, uh, and he, he has been excited. He was excited about a magic show he watched this morning. He's, he's excited about all the cosplay and people dressed up, and we've seen Jawas, Stormtroopers, and uh, Aliens. Big, big Pikachu walking around, and it was, <gasps> was really the awesome. cutest Wasn't thing. It? It oh was my awesome. God, the little so, girl in that's amazing. I know, it was just great. So we're very Super cool cute. about that. We are sitting right now in the atrium of Farpoint. Yes. And it is absolutely awesome. There are some stormtroopers, you know, behind the crowd here, sneaking up and everyone. Are they Klingon stormtroopers here yet? No, they aren't. No, they're white. They're, they're white stormtroopers. They, they'll blend in the snow blizzard, which we didn't get any this year. Uh, and I then know, we have it's the like vendors. I know, it's like 60 degrees. It's like incredible. And then the vendor table's out there. Yep. Uh, we have a Doctor Who TARDIS thing behind us. It's a photo uh, booth. It is a, a photo thing. booth. It is a thing. Pay attention. I know. And, and we have a Dalek. A Dalek. Dalek. Exterminate. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, some really cool things here. And uh, it's just been cool to see all the fans out and everyone yes. just kind of sharing their stuff. So. It's, I, it's, it's always neat every year. There's always something creative and different. They seem to expand it much further. There's a lot more steampunk this year, yeah. which is fun. And um, a lot more writers, which I'm so excited to see. A lot more new, new writers that I haven't heard of yet. So I will be spending a lot of money. All right, we can be, uh, and hopefully we can sit down and interview some. I know Absolutely. I, I have an interview Absolutely. with Michael Jan Friedman lined up for a new comic thing he's doing. Shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, as we Way to go. It. Yeah. Way to go. Um, David Max here. Yep. He's, he's working with, is he, is he the guy that's working with the uh, new uh, Discovery series? The book yes. Novelization. Oh, oh wait. I'm not, you know, David I'm, Mack. I believe he is, yes. Yeah, I think he's doing some novelization for the new Discovery series. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of awesome. Oh, definitely. So we have, uh, of course, we mentioned Sam Whitmer and Vera, but we also have the writer. Uh, Nicholas Meyer, who um, directed uh, and uh also uh, co-wrote the string play for Star Trek Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Genesis Country. arguably being one of the best Star Trek yes, out um, there. I believe it was guys like him and Harv Bennett that helped save Star Trek back in the day. Oh, yeah. So he mm-hmm. saved Star Trek single-handedly. Not sing- well, he, him and Harv Bennett. <laughs> and, 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 and Leonard Nimoy also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you excited about being here like the rest of the time here at the Con? There are some awesome panels here. Um, Whatever you're into, maybe you want to learn, Maybe you want to. Maybe you're an aspiring writer. Well, there's the writers here. We'll give you some advice. Maybe you want to um, make a movie. There's 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 fan film groups that have made movies. You can talk to them. They'll they can give you some advice on how to do it. Uh, cosplay, or if just you want to talk about your favorite TV show or the fa- favorite um, sci-fi movie that that just came out recently. There's panels here that are just, just some good folks just talking about it. So, so the panels are what really excite you about this. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And we are back. So that just gives you a little taste of what Farpoint was like for us. A lot of good fruit, food, a lot of good friends. We got to hang out with people we don't see, Jay Smith and... Uh, 
Lou. Lou and Neil. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of other people. Lou was on the cruise. Yeah, I know Lou was on the cruise. Did you see him? I did. We hung out a bit. Um, and just to go back to a previous statement, BT Dubs, uh, Miles, according to IMDb, there is an untitled Bill and Ted project <laughs> announced. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> so whether it's with those actors, who knows? Well, it's on. It's on. Um, it's on Keanu's page. Oh, okay. So, so maybe. Yay. That's fun. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, let's share with our listeners the interview that we did with Envir that was a part of this live show. Now, Miles, you had a very close and personal encounter with Envir, if I can recall correctly. Maybe yes. just so, uh, Envir, what's his last name again? Uh, Jokai. Jokai, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Envir Jokai, and you know him from like Dollhouse and... Agent, Agents of C- Shield, Agent Carter, Agent Carter, sorry, Agent mm-hmm. Carter, and some other stuff that he's done as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had a real close encounter with this uh, with Ed. Bear. Yeah, we shared a, a very you know intimate, precious moment. Uh, he spilled my drink all, on my lap. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, learn, learn this lesson, uh, kiddies. Um, <laughs> when you're on a table and there's microphones and there's cords, don't have an open container of beverage. You're only asking for trouble. Yes. Miles asked for it. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> it was an accident. It was. It was totally an accident. It was funny. It just. It was funny. It, it was. You know, just pulling a microphone just a little bit closer. He's like, he's like okay, I just want Justice Put Boom, the- and ping, it's all over. And he apologized <laughs> profusely. So you might even hear that because I think we were recording. So you'll probably hear that. We'll, we'll, I'll have to include it. Those are things you can look back later and, and laugh at. Yeah, but it did cause you to take a little vacation from the convention and come back, right? I went home and got a yeah, pants. Yeah. He was like, I'm not and walking around trousers. in soda. Yeah, soda, tra- you know, drenched trousers, not my cup of tea. I'm out. Yep. So and I was adamant about that. Yeah, but it was good. Anything about the interview that was notable for you, either you that stuck out to you? He said something that I thought was interesting. Um, you, you'll get it in a conversation. Just that for 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 somebody like him, a younger guy, and you know, I as a normal red blood male, I could say he he's a handsome man. Um, there's not a lot of there, there's typical roles for a guy like him, but because but the show he did offered him to do some really some good stretching and doing all kinds of different stuff that he wouldn't have had, you know, may have had another opportunity. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, Dollhouse, Absolutely. Dollhouse, he had to be a different character, sometimes two or three of them in one episode. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's what made that show so enjoyable for him. So. Mm-hmm. And, and for the viewers. I mean, he Oh, was, yeah, definitely. He, he, he just made, I mean, and his impersonation of the character of Topher. I mean, when Topher wanted to have another person to bounce off, he downloaded his his mind mind into Victor. And there's this great scene of Topher and Topher just bouncing ideas off each other. And it's... I'll see if I can find it and throw that in before I share the interview. It's just... It's it's some really good TV. Okay. Is what it is. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Any thoughts, M, from you? So I I'm enamored by him because of his his talent is unbelievable. Uh, he's and just such a down to earth mellow guy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Dollhouse was just amazing. 
absolutely amazing. I can't even. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I his talent and his his approach to his craft is, I I can do nothing but respect it because he, he really understands what he needs to do, and if he doesn't, he'll he'll put his focus into it, and he likes a challenge, and and I have so much respect for that. Yeah. So. He- me too, and I, I agree with that. He 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 does. When I watched him in Dollhouse, especially, he was so incredible. So, it was really a pleasure for me. I think for all of us to sit there and just chat with him. Oh yeah, and real honest. And it was, I felt like with both the interviews we did, we interviewed him and Sam Whitware that we could have just talked to him for a little bit longer and let us. So, but that would have been nice. It would have been nice, but didn't happen. But that's mm-hmm. all right. But, but we're going to share with you our interview with Envir Jokai. And um, and we'll be back after just to give you a sci-fi five and five. Isn't that right, Envir? Envir. 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 And your last name? Jokai. Jokai. And they're Jokai. Very good. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Was that me? That was totally no, me, I don't think so. Uh, it was so that, sorry. That's why right. I shouldn't have brought a drink here. That's alright. You can use my questions, Miles. What's that? You can use my questions. Here, I got some. I got it. We're good. We're good. Okay with here. Are you good? Yes. Okay. okay. I'm just going to find my helper in here. We got that here. Yeah. We got it. Got it. Sorry, we'll man. That's all right. It's action. Previously on Sci-Fi, we <laughs> spilled. We spilled soda. pop. There's so, pop on the right. scene. Yeah. Feel professional right. with this uh, pop guard. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. It's <laughs> only 100 professionalism with us. Yeah. Only. Nylon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Ahead. So, um, would you go throw fire some questions at you? Is that okay? Sure. Sure. All right. Well. I mean, I spilled coffee on you, so it's only. So you can ask something. anything. Hey. A- ask anything. He'll All right, answer. well, I'm taking advantage of this. Miles, <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on a. Uh, yeah, yeah get a little. Oh, okay, you got to work on a Josh Whedon produced show. That being Dollhouse, for fans who really enjoyed the show, it was very forward thinking, and and, view, and for, for viewers, it made them think. Can you tell us how you got the part of Victor on Dollhouse and your experience uh, working with Josh Whedon? Yeah, um, I uh, I auditioned. Which was actually hard. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get in on the audition, and because uh, I was from New York, I wasn't the LA casting directors didn't know me at the time, and uh, yeah, and we, we we hassled the New York cast. They, they were casting in New York, but I couldn't get into. Anyway, we we hassled them, and I finally got in the room and uh, did my audition for Joss, which uh, was about three different characters was the audition for that role you had to just do three three scenes with three different characters different accents whatever anyway i did it and joss looked at me and was like okay great which in auditioning terms usually means no go. no <laughs> and i walked out and i was really upset because um i thought i'd done a good job at least in my opinion but that happens a lot where you think you really killed it and then you don't hear anything ever again um but I was like, man, I really thought I could be good for that role. <laughs> and, uh, then, and then we heard uh, that I was going to get a, a callback for it. And so that was that. You know, I think Joss is one of those guys who's confident enough in his casting. And, you know, as he told me later, it was just like, yeah, that's, um, 
I felt like you were you were the guy. So Good. it was lucky for me. And for it us was, too. It was probably the first time I'd seen you. Well, you know, because I watched predominantly sci-fi. I'm sure you've done you did other stuff prior to that. But that's when I was like, oh, that's when I really began to notice a lot of your work. And it was really cool to see the versatility of the character and everything the character was asked to do, both the accents and everything. It was beautiful. It's it was it was really lucky. They don't have, they don't make roles like that, and they definitely don't make roles like that for young men. Um, you know, it's really it's it's kind of weird to be. Um, what I would consider myself as a character actor, you know, it's. Uh, uh oh, oh, keep going. I'm sorry. We no, got a conflict. No. no, no, no. He's not supposed to be here for another ten minutes. Okay. So you're good. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to be it's hard to be a character actor and then um, and find good roles when you're young because the, all the roles for young men are just like young man number one, young man number two. Uh, so one of the difficulties for a uh, a character actor, at least in the United States, is how do you how do I survive until I'm 38 years old, <laughs> right? Like how do I get through 28 to 38 right. and work enough so that. I'll get all the great roles that are going to happen once I'm 38. Right. Um, is that the so sweet that was spot? Like, is 38 the sweet spot? I think for if you're not like Chris Evans, you know what I mean? If right. you're not like, which is not to belittle Chris Evans right. one bit, um, but if you're not a guy who is clearly um, leading man handsome um, in that kind of way, or like Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth or Chris, any of the Chris's. Right, and if um, your name's not Chris, that probably helps too. And Chris helps. I, yeah, right. I, I was, in Bear Joke I was doomed. I should have known from the beginning. That's it. No, but it's, Dollhouse is one of those roles that, I mean, I've come to realize that they don't exist. People don't write roles like that in television. They want in television a lot, just an archetype. And if they want um, a computer hacker, they want the kid who's played a computer hacker in five other films. And if they want the lead, you know. And right. Joss is one of the rare people who writes and also will cast um, something completely out of the box. Uh, I don't expect that'll come again anytime soon and possibly ever, you know. Yeah. We can hope. It was delicious to watch, too. I, it felt, I felt like a voyeur in watching that show because... It, you took this, these beautiful, singular characters. Was it characters. delicious? It was delicious was it, to watch. Uh, <laughs> I love, like, that's a great word, delicious. It was delicious, Because yeah. it was satisfying to watch, and yet I felt bad because you were, you, you had this one being that was completely vulnerable to whatever programming was put into them. And then you, as an actor, had to be that vulnerable blank. Yeah. And then plug in to each of those characters. And on some episodes, there could be one or two or three. It, it just grew to this, this... I felt like I was watching something... Like, I wanted to help you all escape. Like it, it, I, was, I can't even imagine what it was like every time you got a script, what a new world would open up for you. Um, it was... Um, yeah, we had no idea. I mean, it was it was so different from anything I had ever read at, at that time, and and uh, more than anything, I think it was really um, bold. It was a really bold move. I, I, a lot of people, as they make more and more shows, they tend to become that type, right? So if you have a success, you just keep making shows like that. And Joss hasn't done that. He right. made Buffy, but then. Uh, 
you know, Firefly was completely different. Right. And then Dollhouse was completely different. Um, and say what you will about Dollhouse, I thought it was a really confident swing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he really comes out and he swings for a homer each time. He swings deep. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, I was so proud to be a part of that. And, it, you know, you, you can say what you will about the show, and I think it certainly didn't, it was, it would have been such a much better marriage, I think, with the cable situation. He was a little ahead of his time, I think, Probably. is the way to boil Probably it all down. Good, yeah, the the cable, I think if that came, that same show came out right now, we, you know, he would have been allowed to make it as disturbing as it wanted to be and as follow up all the dark and horrible implications that that show kind of wanted to right. investigate, that it needed to clean up a little bit to be on network television. You know? And right. we did real well on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, I don't know if it had, and this is not to blame Fox either, you know, because uh, they gave it a second season. True. Um, right. it, I just don't know if it was the right Time. marriage, yeah. you know, like sometimes mommy and daddy can't get along, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's better to, for mommy and daddy not to be together. <laughs> well, you've continued to work within the sci-fi genre, um, both with uh, Marvel, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and other, and other genre shows. Is there something inherently appealing to that sort of work, or you just get work wherever you grab it? I did not plan it this way. Um, but having worked out this way, it's really lucky for me. Um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, sci-fi work tends to... Um, if you're working as a writer on a sci-fi show, or if you're producing a sci-fi show, you're incentivized to mess with the characters. And so characters don't... You know, you see a lot of shows that I read, like... Jimmy is the coolest doctor on the on the ward. He always has the answers, you know. And Jimmy's going to be the same character for twenty years. If that show went for twenty years, Jimmy would never change. <laughs> but um, in sci-fi, in the sci-fi world or in the fantasy world, Jimmy would get possessed. Jimmy would turn into an alter ego. Jimmy <laughs> would go into the past. Jimmy would meet his future self. You know. In a right. sci-fi show, they're going to mess with the concept and, and bend it as much as they can. And as an actor, that is such a gift. You get to do so many, like Orphan Black. Yeah. Or oh my God, like, yeah. um, you know, what I got to do as an actor for Dollhouse. I mean, I played 12 characters, I think, or something close to that in two seasons. That's such a gift. So I didn't really know this at the time. I mean, I didn't choose it. Uh, I think it was Alfred Molina said a career is something you look back on, mm. not something you plan. Right. Uh, and that is very true. Right. And, uh, but also you get to do conventions. And right, that's, there you go. <laughs> and I know, I know friends of mine whose careers are doing, you know, who have really awesome careers, but not in sci-fi, and they don't get to do conventions, and they are so jealous. <laughs> All of the actors who, who I know who are like, I cannot believe how lucky you are that you get to do fly all over the world, get paid, and sit at a table and have people come up to you and tell you that they like your work. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's True. not a bad deal. Right. It's not a bad deal at all. That is funny. Well, when, when you go to the conventions, what do you nerd out about? The other actors. Oh, really? Always. I just did a convention for two weeks um, in uh, Australia, and it was just uh, it was me, Nathan Fillion, and a host of awesome actors uh, all there, just uh, Greg Grunberg from uh, Heroes. Yeah. That is, 
I mean, that's always the case, though. My experience, you know, a lot of people, I think, who are coming to the con, their experience of the show is from the outside. And my experience of the show is always from the inside. So my experience of Dollhouse, when I was on it, people were like, oh, it's such a bummer. I hear there's drama. And I was like, no, there's no drama at all. We're all best friends. <laughs> it's the best job on earth. Um, but it was, you know, everybody was rumors of it being canceled or whatever. Um, so the same with conventions. My experience of it is through the other actors. So you have such a good time when you find a group of other actors. I've never had a bad time, but you have a great time when you find a group of actors that's fun. And I think it bleeds out too. It bleeds through when you're when you're really having fun. Uh, you know, people jump in on your on your panels and stuff, and and you know we prank each other, and, <laughs> and then everybody's lively. They feel really fun. <laughs> Just like you pranked Miles earlier by spilling his drink. I'm just kidding. That wasn't a prank. I hate him. Okay. I hate him. I just oh, don't like the look of you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Just from the from Bless. the first second I saw you, it's I all good, said, man. I'm going to spill coffee on this guy. It's later. the hipster yeah, glasses. It's, 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 it's the, the hipster, hipster glasses. glasses. <laughs> Are they hipster? Absolutely. Apparently. Just, I don't know. They're uh, hipster-esque. They're so, adjacent. You're so, you're so hipster. <laughs> you're shooting to Williamsburg already. He did um, only want Starbucks. So uh, right now, the show, uh, what do you have up and coming that we can be looking forward to? Hmm. That you can um, tell us about and not shoot us? No, no, no. Honestly, um, I don't know. It, but that's normal. I didn't know. I think I found out about Agent Carter and was cast in the role within a week. Like the, the space of time which I even know, knew it existed as a product or as a project and then being in it as an actor, that was like a whole week. Wow. I found out about it, I auditioned, they called me up, they said you got the role and that was all within one week. So it's, <laughs> you kind of get this, um, you have to be in the presence. You have to live in the present as an right. actor because you really, you really don't know. I mean, right before that, I think a month before Agent Carter, there was a job I was close to getting and I really had my heart set on it. It wasn't even anywhere near as good as Agent Carter. So you have to just kind of... So right now I'm uh, turning down a lot of auditions, actually. And, you know, uh, a lot of your power as an actor is really just the power to say no and to wait and to wait for a good project. Uh, you, people say choosing good projects, but choosing is too active of a verb. <laughs> really, uh, the best way that you can choose a project is to wait. Very good, very good. Is there something, is, what's, on the, what's your dream project? What's the... Like the, a role where I could play different characters, like a sci-fi show with like a a bunch of hot actresses around me. Oh, I did it already. I'm just going <laughs> to retire. I'm just going to retire. You should. That was it. It's, we're That's done, everybody. Ride. We all go home. It's done. That's it. My, my, or awesome I'll just be like record. a guy from high school where like high school was the high point. Right. You know? Like right. the, the You're quarterback. You're always the guy who threw it's that like one pass. talking about that, like, that, that state championship for the rest of my life. You know? Like, You're still wearing your glass ring at like Oh, totally. I'm going to be wearing that dollhouse like, you know, <laughs> some t-shirt says, did I fall asleep? You know? All right. Well, thank you so much thank for joining you. us up. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely with you. a pleasure. Great chat, chatting. Thanks a lot. One yeah. quick question. Okay, make it quick. Would no, you, be... you can make it long. <laughs> no, oh, speak, no, I've lost speak it. Speak really slow. Would you wear the tiara? Would I wear it? For a photo. Probably not. But okay. since we're speaking, since it's wood, then this is all in a hypothetical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you really want me to wear the tiara? Yeah. For a, John for Berryman wore it. John Berryman is like a much better actor than I am. So. But Colin yeah. Ferguson wore it. Colin Ferguson wore it. The oh, baby. now you're peer pressuring me? No, actually, I, it's a, a question. A lot of people smoke cigarettes, too. So, as you said before, <laughs> I, but this is not as dangerous. Well, it's pointy. It's addictive. You're more than welcome to say no. It's, as I'm you not going to say no. It's, it's such a nice request. Okay, I'll wear the tiara. There you go. Oh, we'll pass it over. And we need pictures. Enjoyed our interview with Enver Jokai, and uh, be looking for him. in, uh, I guess, in what oh, do we know what he's doing next? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what his future project so is. So visit his IMDb page, which will tell you where you can find him next. But if you ever get a chance to see him at a con, well worth seeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Miles, we're going to do a Sci-Fi 5 and 5. We don't do this all that often. We used to do it a lot more, but... Um, Sci-Fi 5 and 5, give us your top five moments from Farpoint this year, starting at number five. And then, M, you and I can give, like, our moment or two at the end of this. So I already mentioned um, having uh, Enver spill my drink on my lap. Um, you, you just don't forget something like that. <laughs> and you don't make that mistake again. No, less, <laughs> lesson learned, people. Lesson learned. But... Uh, he was a cool guy, so hanging out with him, hanging out with Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth gave us a great interview. Um, you know, Sam Whitworth has been a lot of our favorite uh, sci-fi shows over the last ten years. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Smallville. Um, he was on that show, uh, Being Human, for a few years, and now uh, fans of uh, um, Once Upon a Time. He's Rebels. Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, what what he's done for, in Star Wars is just that. That's a conversation itself. Uh, so I've also last year I, I started a little project. I'm going to next time Star Trek has a um, a, a Strange New Worlds contest. I'm going to try to submit a story, and I've been working on a story for a while. And uh, kind of just talking to some of the authors that were at the uh, convention there, and they said, "Yeah, man, go for it." So I uh, got some good encouragement from them. Uh, I was I, I, I co-hosted uh, three panels. Uh, they were all great, but my favorite one was talk about. Um, our favorite Star Trek show, and uh, Harvey Weinstein, who uh, Howard Weinstein, I'm sorry, uh, he, he's penned some Star Trek novels, other novels, uh, an animated series uh, episode. Uh, he was the lead moderator, and we just had the best time talking about Star Trek. And when it, when it was over, we were all sad because I think we could have easily spoke for another. Just us and this group of people that were there, we're all having a great time talking Star Trek. We, it could have went on another hour, and uh, uh, it, it, so. Um, and uh, just hang out with you guys, and hang out with the people we don't get, absolutely hang out with the people we only get to see uh, maybe twice a year if we're lucky. Yeah, those are some good moments, Miles. So th- those are my five five moments. Awesome. Point. M, how about you? Do you have a favorite moment or so? I know you said hanging out with us, but beyond that, <laughs> <laughs> um, really, it's just being there. The cons can be. I, I've been to huge ones. I've been to really small ones, and this one just fits right in the middle. You know, there's just enough stuff going on that you're like, holy crap, I gotta go. But there's still enough downtime where you can see your friends and and make new friends and then check out costumes. And it was, it was, it was very cool to just, to have that weekend of, I'm amongst my people. Um, 
I, I get that when I go to the Joko event. I get that when I go to Shore Leave. Um, so it's just, it's a nice, it's a general feeling of the community that goes there. Mind you, every once in a while, there's you get bump into that one chucklehead who is all knowy about all the things and is <laughs> is very like, I'm in my element. I can behave however I want. Right. Um, like the person who like ran over me with their jazzy scooter. They ran over my foot. Um, which, yeah, I'm a little crabby about them. Didn't <laughs> even apologize. They just said, you shouldn't have been in my way. And quite frankly, that person like did a quick, like was did a quick turn and didn't like on a bicycle. I use hand signals. And when my dad had a jazzy scooter, he used hand signals. He would even say, I turning left, I turning right. So that like he would make his own version of a turn signal. But this person just like yoink right into me. And that was not cool. But no, that's no, like no. the point zero 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 one percent. Yeah. Most, so most people are very good. Most people are considered awesome. And then the people who put it on, and they do it out of love. I don't think any of them get paid. So yeah. that that just adds to it that they that they put so much care and love into it. You know, I, I I'm incredibly grateful to the work that you know Betsy Childs, Sharon, and uh, oh, yeah. Steve, and everyone puts into Farpoint Con every year to not only bring us but to line up guests for us and the opportunities for us to share our podcast. And um, I, I feel incredibly blessed by them. And uh, and so I hope they're listening. Just know that you guys, you guys rock. You are unsung and heroes. You are. And they really, they are. Because people go and they hang out and we get to have these experiences because you guys have done the work behind the scenes. And, uh, and, that's, and they're so, they're so gracious and so kind to us. Yeah. I don't even know, like, if I have, if I could find the right thank you card. Yeah, it's true, very true. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. Know, I went to this convention this year, as I said, I was there Saturday, and and this had, uh, I, I didn't go to any panels, and I didn't, I didn't go to hear the speakers. I popped in a little bit here and there, uh, but I hung out. I hung out with people, and I think one of the, I had two like moments I would say were kind of highlights for me, and. Uh, other beyond just hanging out with you guys and um, seeing the cosplay, which was you know some cr incredible costumes again this year. Mm. And my, my, it's always I, you always know when it's like like everyone's like, oh god, he's going to Farpoint again. Watch out Facebook because like my Facebook feed's terrible. It's like cosplay, cosplay, cosplay. I just am fascinated by what people do with that. But the two mm -hmm. things that stuck out for me this year was I love being able to help the new podcast that was there. Um, oh yeah, yeah they, they came out they, 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 they did a live show too and it was our first time doing it and you know helping him out set up equipment because we've done we've done this live show now for four or five years and it's just been uh, it was good to just kind of you know share the love and share that knowledge and kind of be there for them cool. so and so that was kind of cool and I think the second thing that I probably loved about this con was hanging out with Lou Lou invited us to his his room where he had set up his computer and the HT Vive um, mm. uh, with hand controllers. And so I took my son back there. And so Lou put the headset on him and the hand controllers. And he was playing Fruit Ninja. You know, there it was just so cool for him to kind of experience a tech in that. And Lou's a great guy. And, uh, you know, um, and, and, you know, we went out to eat with them. It mm -hmm. was just, we had a, it, was, it was good times all around. And, um, 
and it was it was just fun to have him share that with my son and just have him experiencing that. So very yeah. cool. So. It was a good time. Yeah, good times were happening. By all. So by by most. Yes. By all. By all. Well, by most. We should say by most. I'm sure those people that go there don't have good times. How was your room by the uh, dance floor? Oh, sweet jeez, Louise. Um, so, <laughs> I now remember, Farpoint, I love you. Right. And so all that is a premise. Oh, I love you. Um, but uh, I am going to make absolutely sure next year that when I ask for a room, nowhere near the atrium where all the things happen um that they that they deliver for me because <coughs> it was really hard getting to sleep yeah um because this old lady needs her sleep and <laughs> it was just a little on the rough side i'm yeah. glad people had fun but you kids keep it down down there yeah. whatever i'm gonna ch was... chase you with my cane People, people were really, they were really, really into it, which I loved. Yeah. Oh, and I found, ah, oh, I found the new expansion to Crime and Punish, to um, the Firefly RPG. That's right. Like the Crime and Punishment uh, game booster had right. just come out like six days before. And I wasn't sure where I was going to be able to find it. And bada bing, I saw the box and I texted my friends, John and Colin. I said, do I own this? And they said, no, that looks new. And then they told me and Yay. So now I have it in my hot little hands as we speak. That's awesome. It's awesome. sitting right next to my Wonder Woman cover signed by Gail Simone. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Farpoint, again for having us. And uh, we look forward to returning next year. Thank you. And uh, up till then, we do have Shore Leave that'll be coming up and uh, other conventions that you can see us at. And just you can hop onto Facebook and see, see what's going on in the Facebook world and what's going on with the Sci-Fi Diner there. You can follow M, myself, and Miles on Facebook as well, and uh, on Twitter, and uh, anywhere else or social media you can find us. Not Pinterest though. I'm not on Pinterest. But, but all right, I'm well, not I'm, on Pinterest. I don't you, understand. Pinterest. Yeah, I, I'm on Pinterest, but I'm not on Pinterest. Like I have an account. That's about as much as I say. So, all right. Well, I believe that's about it. We should probably wrap up the show. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. Well, yeah. Well, that was quick. So, hey, yeah. Any any final thoughts, Em, before we, we go out? So, I thought you were one yesterday. No, that's fine. I, Miles is like, I just want to go to sleep. Come on. <laughs> any any final thoughts here, Em? Uh, no. All right. Very <laughs> good. Very good. Yeah, just go back to that guacamole. All right, go ahead. Now you can wrap us up. Uh, for real. Yeah. For real. For real. This time, uh, good night and good luck, everybody. We'll see you. Do that.